It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Piss Cast. Welcome to it. Um, I'm doing a little quick quick shout out here, if I could, for this ride that I'm doing for kids' cancer. Um, so it's just riding 400 kilometers throughout the month of August. And uh, I'm starting a little bit late because I was away the first few days. But it's just, yeah, raising money for cancer, essentially. So We're talking about on a bicycle? On a bicycle, yes. Okay, and figured. Yeah, uh, they just announced super last minute that they're doing a like donation match today for anybody who uh, donates. So that's pretty cool. So if you just, happen to listen to this time, just today, uh, you can, of course, donate on, through the, the whole month. But today they're doing like a last minute kind of donation match thing. So if you happen to hear this on time on August 9th and uh, feel like donating a couple bucks, if you have a, a dollar or two to spare, it's on all my social media and on X's too. So Okay, uh, throw me the link and I'll throw it in the podcast description too to make awesome. it easy for anybody who wants to Sweet. support you on that. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, we'll get to the show. We're talking about how scammers target stupid people specifically. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. <laughs> uh, some hacks that you can use to control your emotions. Something that's happening in the baseball world right now. And uh, another Terry of the Month nominee after your out-of-context clip. Look at her rooster tail. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've talked quite a bit about my cousin Ted, uh, whose real name should definitely be Terry, not Theodore. Uh, here's another thing that solidifies his Terryness, though. When I went back to visit him recently in Ontario, I saw his car. And he has a new personalized license plate. And it's just Big Skier. Is Ted a big skier? So we're not talking downhill skiing here. It's to brag about his water skiing ability. (laughs) As he and his neighbor at the cabin, whose name is actually Terry, which is... is Terry the water skier? This is Terry the water skier. And the one who takes water skiing obviously very seriously. The two of them have started going going to Florida to train in slalom water skiing together. Wow, okay. Yep. These and guys are serious about their water skiing. They, aren't they are, and Terry is getting up there in age too. Like Terry's in his fifties, I think, if not sixties. I'm not certain. I forget. I'll have to double check. But the two of them, uh, he's skiing till the day he dies. If you ain't skiing, you ain't living. Well, that's so. just it, right? And we <laughs> we haven't really talked about the fact that like water skiing is a big part of Terry culture. Oh, for sure. There's a reason that Alan Jackson is water skiing in the in the Chattahoochee it's video. It's true. It's kind of one of the so. lesser known ones, though. One mm-hmm. we don't talk about quite as often, except now we need to, and we are more so because of <laughs> Terry the water skier. But my cousin, I was like, "But why big skier?" And he says, "When he goes to compete at some of these slalom events, uh, when he gets up, he is known as the biggest fella to ever be competing." Is in he a water big fella? skiing, he's a big fella. I uh, like really tall and not like really really big, but he is a, a lot of them. Eh? A lot of them going on there, and because of that, I guess every time he comes, everybody goes, "Hey, look, it's the big skier." <laughs> so we decided to get to spend several hundred dollars on a on a damn license plate that says "big skier." 
I was killing myself. I would, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, you got that as your personalized plate? And he's in his mid forties. He's like, yeah, I'm big. I'm really proud of this he's too. He's pretty serious about his water oh, skiing. He's, he's, it's such a niche sport too. It's so crap. funny. Like, it really is. You know. So how hard is the boat working when it's pulling cousin Ted? Oh, it's working it's hard. It's working really hard. That's why he needs Terry's boat. Terry's boat's one of the few that can actually get him out of the water because, of course, it's a dedicated water skiing right. boat. And Terry was the one who removed a tree stump with his water skiing boat, Yes, right? and Terry loves to show the power of the boat, so he sees big skier over there and goes, oh, I my boat will guy. get you up. Yep. I can pull all that. <laughs> also, you know like when a water skier leans really hard into a turn and mm-hmm. there's that big spray? Yep. How big is the spray coming off the back? Is it huge? Does it look in, like the Bellagio in behind fact, him? my cousin is injured right now because he tried to pull so hard to get the biggest rooster he could to show off last time he was training. I didn't know it was that he's, a It's a rooster, rooster tail. Oh Just my God. spray that tail over as hard as you can. <laughs> hey, Ted, how'd you get hurt, big rooster? Terry and Ted needs to one. be a new duo that they have a reality <laughs> TV series about, okay? Terry and Ted, water skiing. Those guys can water ski. Oh, they sure, <laughs> big skiers there. podcast. We've been sent a bunch of great small town news stories. One from Dara. One from Carly, one from friend of the show, Steve. So many. I don't even think any of these need further explanation, do they, Shauna? I don't think so, no. Okay, should we just uh, yep, watch right into it? Yeah, let's jump right it? into it. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. The RCMP are investigating after four bulls have escaped and made themselves comfortable on a neighboring property. They are described as aggressive and are currently being fed at the owner's expense. A gathering was held on the weekend to say farewell to Dave and Rhonda Spears. The couple will be moving to the city for their retirement, marking the biggest change this town has seen in 30 years. And the local fish and chips shop is finally going to try and mitigate the awful stench that it emits after years of neighbors complaining. Terry says, quote, thank God, that nasty fish smell reminds me of my ex. Oh, gee, no. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was visiting with some friends yesterday and somebody came up to my friend Kelsey and introduced herself and then within 10 minutes started referring to her as Kels. And when that person left, my friend was like, that was weird. <laughs> and I kind of felt the same way. You can't nickname too soon. No. You can't just, like, you just met, you can't short form that just immediately like that within 10 minutes, all of a sudden, I know you well enough to short form. Kels it is now. You also can't participate in nicknames that other, that closer friends might have for that person. No. Too soon. Too familiar too soon is a... It's a thing. It's a low social intelligence move, isn't it? It is. And it's it, really awkward. It is very awkward. Yeah. And you don't really notice it until it happens like that. And you're like, oh, no, mm-mm, I don't like that. And your whole body just reacts yeah, yeah. in that way. Like, what? No. Let's settle down here. You're not, you're you're not part of this. Inter- <laughs> get out. Out of this circle. Okay? Get back out there. I'll call someone whatever they introduced yes. themselves to me as until I know them quite well and am comfortable coming up with a nickname for them or something. Yeah. And even like a short form like that, I will never give somebody unless they say to do so or give you the okay because a lot of people don't want their name shortened like that at all. If someone introduces themselves to me as 
you know, Melanie. Yes. I'm not going to start calling her Mel. No. Until I'm given the green light to do that. Absolutely. You know? like, yes. And if you start calling somebody, it's even worse when it's a nickname that like was given to you by your friends and this person doesn't even know why you have that nickname and they start <laughs> using it. If you don't know the story behind that nickname, you are not allowed to use it. You're not that, close okay? enough yet. You are not close enough. Get out. Too familiar too soon. You cannot nickname too soon. Yeah. All right. Too familiar too soon. Don't do, do not it. do it. Mm-mm. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. It's funny. We got a message right away from a friend of the show, Melanie, who said, it's hilarious that one, you use my name as an example. She said it happens to her all the time and she doesn't love it. Mel is too familiar. But of course, she's never corrected anyone and told them to call her Melanie because that feels bitchy, according to her. That's the other problem. Yep. You, if you, you feel like a wiener being like, oh, actually, no, it's this, mm-hmm. but it's not my name. Well, it's funny because my friend Jonathan actually said at one point that he prefers Jonathan and I overheard him say that to somebody else because they were like, do you prefer Jonathan or John? Like, what do you go by? He was like, Jonathan, actually. And ever since then, I made a point of always calling him Jonathan and we're very close friends. So he'd be a guy that I definitely could use a nickname with. But because he said that, I respect that. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's your name, not John. And Jonathan. He probably doesn't want to go out of his way to to correct anybody who didn't not. ask like they did in that instance. Yeah, right? exactly. And he, of course, you hear I hear it all the time when I'm with him. People call him John and stuff, and he lets it fly. But, yeah, I, have made, I make that point. Because I'm like, it is different, right? Like, some people don't want that short form. My first name is Andrew, and occasionally people have tried to call me Andy. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. That's someone else entirely. Yeah. Like, I've no one has ever called me Andy. So. Yeah, and there are some of those that are, like, more of a stretch. It seems like Andy and Andrew does, for some reason, to me, seem like a bit more of or a... Or Drew. Yeah. It's like, like two different names, isn't right? it? Right? So those ones, then it's like, no, no, now you're really... Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> Again, you can't nickname too soon. Too soon. Nope. Too soon. You know who you should be familiar with? Who's that, Shauna? Shane Holmes. The folks at Shane Holmes. The folks at Shane Holmes. Yeah, we've talked enough about them. We talk lots about them. You know, you're probably feeling pretty comfortable. You could probably go in there and, you know, drop short and forms of their names and stuff. You totally could. You know what name doesn't really have a short form, though? It's Shane. It doesn't. Yeah. And I know, actually, people who've considered, like, names that don't have nicknames for their kids because they don't want people to be able to nickname them. Absolutely. And Shane is a good one. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's already one syllable. Totally. How do you shorten that? It's only five letters. Exactly. Um, it's, you know, even when we were picking names for our kids, like McKenna would be like, oh, we could call, we could name them this, but call them this. And I'd be like, why would we do that though? Yeah. Why wouldn't we want to call them what their name is? It's true. You yeah. know? Like yeah. My dad's name is Jerry, or his real name is Gerald, but it, no one has ever called him Gerald. It's always been Jerry. And he's always like, why would my, why would my parents pick a name that they weren't, they weren't, didn't intend to call me, you well, know? It's like how my name, my dad's name is Bill. And it was, but his like real name is William. But Did his parents ever call him William? No, I I don't think it was always Bill. Yeah, so it's like why call the guy Bill. I know, it's weird. Call him Bill. Anyway, if you're looking at building Shane Holmes, like we said, they'll work with you to make your home dreams come true. Mm-hmm. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. And Shauna podcast. So if you're a sports fan, you may have seen this story by now, but uh, the Baltimore Orioles, their play-by-play guys, a dude named Kevin Brown. And during a game this past weekend, he was going over this graphic that had flashed up on the screen. It was put together by the broadcast team, and it was showing how the Orioles had struggled in recent years at Tropicana Field mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. And I guess the owners didn't like that he was pointing that out, that they had lost a bunch in Florida, so they suspended him. Which is so ridiculous. Unbelievable. But he didn't do anything wrong. He was just talking about the team's record in, in Florida. Which, 
Which Every is true. broadcaster always does. You talk about the the things, both good and bad. But what? Like, so they suspended him, and since then, uh, broadcasters from all over the league have spoken out during their games in support of Kevin Brown. Horrendous decision by the Orioles. It was ridiculous. That's a fiasco. Well, this is right up there with the nuttiest. How can you do your job if you can't tell the truth? They should be ashamed of themselves. And the the, the craziest thing is that the Orioles are doing well this year. They're one of the best teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. So why, if you're the owners why would you do this why would you instead of celebrating the fact that the team is playing way better yeah why would you bring all this negative press down and even if they were like again he was just stating facts like i yeah that's brutal i mean broadcasters like that shouldn't have to walk on eggshells to talk about how a team is actually doing should be able to add to the ballpark where the team has won two of their last 12 games lots to be optimistic about in those two wins though uh, and the rest of the games weren't lost, Buck. Those were simply misplaced. Not a bad pitch at all right there. A foot lower, and that would have been in the strike zone. Oh. Now, see, that wasn't a strike. He was just graciously allowing the ball to go into the catcher's mitt there. Well, this pitcher gave up five home runs in his last outing, but he probably knows that fans love the long ball, so he's just giving them what they want to see. It's more of a business decision, really. Oh, and it may appear as though he just struck out there, but he was actually just giving the ball a chance. He wanted to give that ball a little ego boost. Just a reminder that on Tuesday night, nothing bad will happen. Nothing bad ever happens with this team. Nope, everything is perfect. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So there are some weird little acting hacks that are a bit unconventional, but that seem to work. One is, if you're trying not to laugh, think of the color yellow, and you won't laugh. It's kind of strange to think about, but it seems to work. And it might just be the idea that you're distracted then about thinking of yellow and not about what you're supposed to, but it does stop you from laughing. It's like yellow's not funny. Yeah. You, you just kind of like go, like, this is weird. Nor is any other color for that matter. But. That, that's just it. Um, but then there was a, another one that I learned of recently or was reminded of anyway. And it's if you want to not cry, clench your butt cheeks. A friend of mine was about to cry the other day and somebody yelled, clench your cheeks. And I reminded me of this. I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing that once. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's supposed to work. And again, is it just a distraction it from must, your emotions? It or must like- just be because then you're focusing not on sobbing, but on clenching your cheeks instead. So this is a new thing that you can try. Um, next time you're about to cry, all right, squeeze your wind flapper as hard as you can and you'll no longer fear the tears coming. Well, when I feel like I'm going to cry, I just don't, and then I work out. That's fair. So Yeah, but if you don't want to go and work out, you can just tighten your goblin screamer instead. So if you're about to cry, you're in an emotional emotional time in your life, and you just, you clench them. It's supposed to help. Why was your friend going to cry? It was an emotional time. tears of joy or tears tears of sadness? Tears of joy, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, which is maybe a, a different version as well, but that's all you have to do is just... Next time you're you're thinking a sob is coming on, okay? Maybe you're squeeze, you're your, squeeze your chomp. Yep. Then you can yell that to people as well. You know, you see somebody and they're about to they have the ugly face going and they're about to <laughs> and you see the the lips start to quiver, you just start screaming that at them. That's your final cake, okay? If you ever see me make that face, I'll just hustle out of the room real quickly and you'll find me doing push ups in the next yeah, room. Here I am. I'm <laughs> I don't good. cry, I work out. <laughs> 
The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. You just mentioned in the news, but 300 people were stranded atop Sulphur Mountain yes. the other night in Banff after the gondola broke down. Mm-hmm. I saw this video. It came up on my feed, and like it showed distraught people milling. There's that building up there, right, with a few different restaurants in it. Yeah. And there were people milling around, and they had like emergency blankets out and stuff. And I was looking at this and thinking... If only there were some other way down that mountain, you know, other than the gondola. Yeah. It's been a long time since I hiked Sulphur Mountain, but I want to say it's like 90 minutes down if you're if taking that, your time. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you could get down in an hour if you were really desperate. I, know. <laughs> I was like, why don't they just walk? A, a few people mentioned that, and I was like, it's true. The only thing I, I mean, I, you're, you've talked about bears. Now you're afraid of bears, so you could consider that big you know, group of people. Though. There's 300 yeah, of you. I know. Go all at once. I know. It was like you could probably have talked to a couple people to your left or right, been like, "Do you guys want to just head down the mountain together?" Or like the gondola is not working. I'd be like, "Oh, that's too bad. I guess we better get started on our way down." Like I wouldn't be expecting emergency blankets and to spend the yeah. night up there. Yeah. Now, in fairness, in the video I saw, I saw an elderly woman. And I saw another woman who clearly had a newborn on her shoulder. Yes. So I I, I understand why those people wouldn't want to totally. hike down in the dark. But yeah. there are lots of able-bodied young people milling around in this video. Yeah. What but are you doing? It's funnier to have an Instagram video of, look, I'm stranded. Help me. <laughs> it's so don't cold. Long. We're going to be up here. I don't know if I can make it. You've got my emergency blanket. It's so cold. <laughs> in the dead of summer. Start walking. Yeah. Just use your legs. Take like, your damn legs. Walk down the mountain. Uh-huh. Lots of people oh, do it. Oh, man, all that's soft. Time. Super <laughs> soft. They must have been from Vancouver. They must have all been tourists from Vancouver. I'm Probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've talked before about how some scammers are kind of bad at it. Like, you'll get an email that's supposed to be a scam, or it's not supposed to be a scam. It's supposed to pass off something, but it's like... Tons of spelling and grammar mistakes, and you're like, this is terrible. Yeah, like, if you're going to try to convince someone... Go through the effort. You That's know, like, just it, right? Like, it's not that difficult to make something look just a little more convincing. But apparently, I was reading that in a lot of cases, this is actually intentional. Because when you think about it, it is odd to think they wouldn't bother to use spell check for these scams when it basically comes standard in every computer now. You know what I mean? I always just assumed it was people from other countries who maybe don't have a strong grasp of English. Right. And like they don't have the spell check for English or whatever. But no, I guess it's used as kind of a screening process sometimes because they see it as if you're willing to look past the typos and mistakes and still fall for that. Oh, okay. Then they feel like then they can probably get you out of money or or convince you of other things too. Interesting. Basically, it's like uh, I've got you, we and got a, now we know that we're we got a live one we've here. We got a live one. A live I was dumb, say one. A dumb one. Yeah, yep. we've got a dumb one here. A dumb one who you're not that bright and go from there. Right. Whereas if if you had a very good looking, you know, yeah, refined fake email that went out, you're going to have a larger pool of potential. Scammies, yes, that you'll have to sift through, and some of them are gonna, aren't going to go for it. Yeah, but if you can narrow it down to just the dumbest people, exactly. Wow, that's really funny, actually. I mean, it's a little bit sad to think about. Yeah, like, it is. I'm really sorry if you're somebody who has been had by one of these really dumb uh, emails or badly <laughs> veiled ones, but yeah, that's what they look for. Huh? I never thought that it might be intentional. I know. 
I know. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much more sense. Because before I was just like, you're just getting lazy now. Like, yeah. how many freaking spelling mistakes can you put in one email? Honestly. Yeah, or like right. someone in your scam operation has to You'd think have so. a strong enough grasp of English that they can like. Especially if it's a blanket email that you're sending to thousands of people. Yeah. You're like, really? You didn't look this over once before you sent it? And now I'm like, oh, it's to, if it's we can, to get the live ones, the live dumb ones on the. If we can target just the dumb on ones, the line. our success rate. Mm-hmm. The amount of effort that we put in per yep. successful scam will go way down. I just That's picture funny. them all in a like a you know place together, and oh, we got a dumb one here. <laughs> no, nah, they're dumb one, one here. Got one on the hook. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A good friend of mine is a is a dentist, and he was telling me that he has his hands insured. Makes sense. Yeah, I'd never thought about that before, but it makes total sense, doesn't yeah. it? If a dentist loses their dexterity, they can't work anymore. Totally. Totally. We've talked about how celebrities have different body parts yeah. insured, and yeah, it makes that makes sense as and well. So I don't know if he just has like general disability insurance or if he has like a specific policy on his hands, but you're right. There are some people, if they're like famous for one thing, yeah, they have that insured. And I was thinking maybe you and I should get our voices insured. It's like literally the only, literally the only thing we would need to do this job. It's true. We could use the, lose the use of the rest of our bodies, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even know if we didn't tell you. It's true. But if our voice, if you, you know, if, if you're going to take a hard throat punch or something, take a puck in the throat, yeah, and your voice went or got like weird to the point that nobody wanted to listen to you anymore, yeah, that would be bad. I wonder if we could get our voices insured. How much would that cost? To get them insured? Yeah, it's a good question. Look into that. What does it protect against? A few bucks a month or injury, infection? Yeah. Yeah, because if, if all of a sudden we were talking like this, I don't know if anybody would want to listen to that anymore, would they? Or maybe they'd be more excited about it. You think it. so? You never know. I mean, maybe not that voice in particular, but... I'm going to inquire about it next time I meet with that sounds my good. insurer. Just be like, can you get something like a voice insured? I mean, I'm sure you can, yeah. Also, can I get insurance on this sweet ass? Because other than my voice, that is really my moneymaker. Your ass isn't that sweet. I know you like to say that, but I mean... Disrespect. I'm sorry. I just, I don't think it's... I mean, I, mine Ouch. isn't either. I mean, I don't... This? Can I get a long ass crack? And we have a lot of content right that comes, comes from my long crack, so... The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'm a big fan of that, like, wide-angle lens on the iPhone. Yeah. You know? I, I find that I it too. gives photos and videos a lot more depth, and it makes them stand out from a lot of the other stuff that you see online. So if you look at any of my content, a lot of it is shot... In that like 0.5 mm-hmm. wide angle. I don't know what the actual term for it is, but the wide angle lens. Yeah. But anyway, I've recently taken a couple of photos of my wife, McKenna, and the boys. And then she'll say, can I see? And I show her the photo and she'll be like, oh, my f- my feet look huge in this photo. It it does kind of extend things a little <laughs> well, bit sometimes. Well, it does. Yeah, like it, it widens things, right? That's what it does. Whatever's closest to the camera yep. or at the bottom or the edges of the shot mm-hmm. is going to look way bigger, which typically is I've noticed that with my feet, head but, a few times as well, and I'm like, wow, I have a huge head. Although I think I do have a huge head. That's hmm. not just the lens, but anyway. What's your hat size? Good question. Seven and... I actually don't know. I'll you get back know? to you on okay. that. No, I don't wear a lot of fitted hats. But it starts with a seven. It's not that big. I, but I just look in comparison to other ladies' heads, mm. and I definitely have a bigger head. Anyway, that's a side note. But McKenna was like, oh, like my feet look here. huge in this photo. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it must, it must be the lens. <laughs> you know, we were, That's got to be what it is. <laughs> we were just talking about water skiing. And <laughs> I was going to say the same McKenna, thing. McKenna's got, <laughs> she doesn't need the skis. <laughs> 
She can barefoot. Without even really going that With fast. With the best of them, right? Just <laughs> boop. There we are. <laughs> she's dropped she can... one ski and she's dropped a second. Look at her rooster tail. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Inglewood is Calgary's oldest neighborhood and is home to some of the most impressive architecture and historically significant buildings in the city. Inglewood was initially established in 1875. However, it wasn't a part of Calgary proper at that time, but rather known as East Calgary. And it was named Inglewood after the homestead of a man who played a prominent role in the building of Calgary, Colonel James Walker. James Walker was born in Carluke, Upper Canada, which we now know as Ontario. He enlisted in the military at 18 years of age, took a three-month officer training course, and then a gunnery instruction course at Kingston. There, he impressed the higher ranks as a man who was able to skillfully handle both men and horses, so he was convinced to become one of the original officers of the Northwest Mounted Police, now known as the RCMP. He took part in the famous March West in 1874, where he helped settle Saskatchewan and Alberta, and was later promoted once again to superintendent. He is famously known for successfully diffusing a situation with the Cree Nation without using violence. Because of Colonel Walker's peaceful tactics, he was able to negotiate Treaty 6. He was also known for treating Indigenous peoples reasonably, and at the time was criticized for doing so. He was known to supply food to hungry members of the Cree in advance of official rations. Local Indigenous peoples called him P.T. Quackkey, which means the eagle that protects. Walker continued to climb the ranks, at one point creating the 15th Light Horse Regiment, which was later a part of the regiment that landed in France in 1944 and spearheaded attacks through Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany. At the age of 70, Walker went overseas once again as captain in the 238th Forestry Battalion. He established a school district, chaired the school board, directed the first general hospital, and helped many veterans associations throughout his life. In 1975, Walker was declared Citizen of the Century as part of Calgary's 100-year celebration. Though it feels like perhaps Colonel James Walker deserves even a little more recognition for his work in shaping Calgary to what it is today. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, what happened to that actor? Why don't I see him anymore? Actually, sometimes I will go on tangents like that, but it's not like from a dead sleep and then I'm waking up and I'm like, who's Meg Ryan married to? (laughs) Well, that's why I was able to know who Meg Ryan was married to and you weren't. Yeah. Who did you say it was? No, no, no. I was getting Meg Ryan confused with uh, Melanie Griffiths. Who did you think she was married to in your head? She she was married to Don Johnson, and then she was married to Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes. But but I I was thinking of Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan's married to Dennis Quaid. Oh, I think they're separated, actually. Are they? So I got a shot. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.